0: Softer than expected, U.S. inflation data mostly confirmed a no-rate action from the Fed at today's monetary policy meeting and filled the Fed dose for the Fed's July meeting across the Atlantic Ocean. However, the surprisingly tight British jobs data had the exact opposite effect of filling the Bank of England's rate hike expectations. Then China cut its short-term rates as a sign that more monetary stimulus. This is certainly on the pipeline. So woo, we have some good policy divergence in the air. So welcome. This is Swiss Coats Daily Market Talk. So yesterday's inflation report in the US gave investors a good reason to cheer up really the headline number fell more than expected to four percent and core inflation met analysts expectations at 5.3 percent now the biggest takeaway from yesterday's cpi report from the us was again that easing in inflation was mostly driven by cooling energy prices around the world but but shelter costs remain sticky unfortunately up by more than 8% on a yearly basis. Yet, because these shelter costs represent more than 40% of the core CPI in the US, And because private sector data is now pointing at cooling housing costs in the U.S., well investors didn't really see the sticky core inflation in the U.S. as a major issue. And well, producer price inflation data in the U.S. is due before the Federal Reserve's next monetary policy decision, which is due later today, but the latter will unlikely change expectations for today's announcement from the Federal Reserve. On the contrary, a softer than expected producer price inflation number in the US due to soft energy and raw material prices around the world could actually further soften the Federal Reserve hawks. Hand moving forward, in numbers, the expectation of a no-rate hike at today's Fed decision jumped past the 90% level, while the expectation of a no-rate hike in FIMC's July meeting rose from below 30% to above 35%. The S&P 500 extended its advance to 4375 level, while NASDAQ 100 rallied past the 14,900 level at yesterday's trading session, small companies followed suit as well with the Russell 2000 index jumping to the highest level since the mini banking crisis back in March. So the Federal Reserve's decision for today is obviously considered as being done and dusted with a no rate hike at all but the chances are that the Fed President Jerome Powell will sound sufficiently Hawkish to let investors around the world know that the Fed's war against inflation is not won just yet because one, core inflation in the US remains well above the Federal Reserve's 2% policy target, two, the US jobs market remains just too, too strong to call victory on inflation, and three, As you know, equity valuations point at an overly optimistic market. At the current levels, the S&P 500 trades at around 18 times its earnings forecast for the next 12 months. And these levels are typically associated with times of healthy economic growth and rising corporate profits. But you guys would agree with me that we are now in a period of looming recession odds and falling profits. So yes, these equity valuations look a bit stretched at the current levels especially for the technology stocks in the US and I still expect that a downside correction is near especially in this technology category as long technology has obviously been the most crowded trade of this year. The most profitable as well. But according to a latest BOFA survey, 55% of respondents responded that long big technology was the most crowded trade of this year. Duh, we all know that. Then followed by short China, long Japanese equities, short US dollar. Long treasury bills and short U.S. banks. Nothing really surprising here. Now across the Atlantic Ocean, the news are a little bit less well encouraging for the Bank of England. Really, yesterday's jobs data in the U.K. suggested blowout figures for both April and for May. Because first, the employment change rocketed to two hundred fifty thousand in April in the U.K., while the expectation was a fall from one hundred eighty to one hundred fifty thousand jobs. Then the unemployment rate. Also, unexpectedly dropped to the 3.8 percent level, and moreover, the average earnings in the UK, excluding bonus, rose from 6.8 to 7.2 percent. Then, the jobless claims in Britain fell by more than 13,000, while analysts expected a surge of more than 20,000 for the month of May, hinting that while the British jobs market will likely print super super figures for. May as well. Now, while these are obviously excellent, excellent news for Brits, who could well, at least see their purchasing power partly resist to this terrible cost of living crisis on their little island, where eggs, milk and bread prices for example just jumped by more than 30 and something percent over the past 12 months, it actually makes the end of the Bank of England's monetary policy tightening look impossible for now and in fact the market prices in another 125 basis point hike this year from the Bank of England which will take the British policy rate to 5.75% and there is around 20% chance for an additional 25 basis point hike by February next year. Ouch! Those are a lot of rate hikes for the UK. And all this in a market where mortgage rates rise unbearably for people and house prices crumble. So the two-year guilt yield took a lift at yesterday's trading session and is preparing to flirt with the 5% psychological mark. We are now at levels above the mini budget crisis of less trust last year while the spread with the 10-year guilt yield is widening and that's obviously suggesting that the UK economy will hardly come out of all this unharmed. On top, the UK's FTSE 100 index has fallen well well behind the rally recorded by the US and the European stocks this month and as obviously as a result of falling energy and raw material prices and commodity prices around the world due to a disappointing Chinese growth or a disappointing Chinese rebound. The only good news for the Brits, besides the higher wages, is that the British pound is now being boosted by the hawkish Bank of England expectations. Cable rallied past 126 level at yesterday's trading session and is slowly drooling above a long-term downtrending channel top. And the trend and momentum indicators for cable remain tilted to the upside and the diver between the Federal Reserve, which is now preparing to call the end of its monetary policy tightening cycle sometime in the well, next coming meetings, and the Bank of England, which obviously has well no choice but to keep raising its interest rates for the next coming meetings, will remain supportive of further gains in cable, and we could see the pair regain the 130 psychological mark last seen back in April 2022. And well, speaking of China, the People's Bank of China lowered its seven-day reverse repurchase rate by 10 basis points to 1.9% yesterday. So that was a week after asking the state-run banks in China to lower their deposit rates. So all these rate cuts are signals that the People's Bank of China is actually preparing to lower its one-year loan rate by tomorrow to well give a jolt to its economy that has been unable to. Gather a healthy and a strong economic momentum, a strong growth momentum after the country relaxes uh, straight COVID measures by the end of last year. And If you actually haven't heard that, well, China has been hit by the second Covid wave uh, with cases on the rise since last April. Now, don't be worried because they are expected to peak sometime by the end of this month. So the good news in all this is that if you haven't heard about it just yet, it is certainly because the Chinese government and Xi Jinping just don't react to the rising cases as they would last year, for example, because they simply can't afford to do so with the morose economic outlook look, but the bad news is that China is, well, not going to save the world economy this year unfortunately. It would actually be good if the country could just save itself. Now copper prices jumped above their 200 day moving average levels at yesterday's trading session although they actually remain comfortably within a broad downtrending channel that has been building since the second half of this January while US crude prices are actually rebounded from their two week low levels at yesterday's trading session but the US crude remains comfortably below its 50 day moving average. But because the rally technology stocks now well, looks kind of overstretched and because china is kind of getting serious about boosting its growth for the next couple of months we will likely start seeing at least some investors take profit on their long big technology positions and eventually return to energy and mining sector to catch the next train which could actually be the one that leads to profits on an eventual chinese reopening and eventual Chinese rebound. So this is all for today. I'm Ipek Skardeshke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive feedbacks. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe, of course, to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading.